Hello, everybody. Uh, good morning. It is Saturday, a little bit after 10 o'clock, and we are here with According to Courtney and the star of the show, Miss Courtney. How are you doing this morning? Hello. Good morning. I'm doing well. I'm so excited to be here with everyone and welcome to According to Courtney. <laughs> it's so oh, it's so interesting to be full circle and to be in this space to be able to, you know, talk about really important, important things when it comes to black and brown community and, you know, kind of letting people know who I am, why I'm here and why you tuning in today. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, um, let me start off with like a little bit of disclaimer of like who I am and what this is. Um, good morning. Good morning. So I am Courtney West. I'm owner of Three Gems Birth Services, where I believe that everyone deserves care. I am a full spectrum doula. I'm going to get into what that is a little later. And what I'm doing is giving you, according to Courtney, is my thoughts and what I've seen in the black and brown community as not only as a nurse, I am a pediatric nurse. I've been in the working as a nurse for the last 10 years with a specialty in behavioral health. And I have been a birth worker for the last seven years. In the birth worker realm, I've worked as a full spectrum doula, meaning that I've been in births and postpartum and things in between, along with as being a childbirth educator a doula mentor in education, a placenta encapsulator, and as a birth assistant. So I'm giving you this information that I've for that I've seen in my time in my career. I'm also giving you this information from a, say, a space of evidence-based information when it comes to Black men mental health and birthing health. I am not, even though I am a medical professional, I am not here to give you medical advice. I am here to steer you in the direction of where you can find it and to give you a safe space that you know what, you can come up in the morning, get a cup of tea, coffee or something stronger, depending on the conversation and having a safe space that you can just listen and tune in and talk about things that we don't always get a chance to talk about. We don't really talk about birth. We don't get to talk about, you know, black morbidity. We don't get to talk about joy. We don't have get to talk about a safe space for ourselves, fathers, and other people. And I want to be able to have this time in the mornings to say, hey, let's talk about these things. And then also not only safe topics, but safe places and people in, in my community. I'm based out of St. Petersburg. That's over in the Tampa Bay area. And so everything I'm going to give you is based off of where I am and in my area. But then I, this will encourage you to look out in your area and find your safe spaces. Indeed, indeed. So me being a male, yes. a lot of men don't understand the importance in your case of a doula. So could you explain to us gentlemen why you feel a doula is important? Okay, great. Great question. So let me start off what a doula is from jump. So a doula is a non-medical person that is holding space for a family and educating you about the birthing process. So as a doula, I am here to come and talk to your family about, hey, where are you? Where, where are you in your spaces of labor? To explain to you what the doctor has told you and to make sure that you're comfortable with the information that's given to you and to make sure that you're getting the most evidence-based information. Sometimes in the medical field, um, people forget who they're talking to and it's not always culturally com com competent. So... I want to make sure during the birthing process, you know your options, let you know, hey, you don't have to birth in a hospital if you don't want to, do you know that? And tell you about the birth centers that are there or the midwives that are available. Or if you are birthing in the hospital, what are your rights? How do you want to birth? 
and that birthing doesn't have to be a scary experience, more of an enlightened experience. And for our, our fathers, I'm here to really make you look good. That's that's my job, is to really inform you about how to best help your birthing partner, how to make them feel uplifted, how to make you feel grounded and really touch into what is your birth experience? What have you been around birth? How do you feel about being a parent? And to give education about that so that you both are walking through this process and feel loved and feel empowered so that you can only not only talk up for yourselves, but know that there's someone with you to guide you through it. Yes, uh, being a, a girl dad and, you know, having my girl who has, you know, daughters, we want them to have as many options as possible to know how to bring their child to this world. Mm. How many would you have say you have brought into this world? Have you been keeping count? So, okay. So let's, let's talk about language. So me personally, I have not brought any babies into this world because I am not a midwife. A midwife is the one who puts her hands on those babies and help guide those babies out. What I do is I guide the mothers or the birthing person to be able to guide their own babies out. So for being part of that journey, I have been blessed to be a part of about 142 births at this time. And this is my work over the last six nice. years. So I'm very, very, very blessed to have been here. My first 27 births were all free births that I did in my community, especially for my community, due to us having such horrible mater- maternal mortality rates. Wow. Now, the, the last time when you was with Doc Z show, you had explained the history of doulas. Do mm-hmm. you mind sharing that again? Because that's what opened my eyes. Absolutely. So the history of the word doula is Greek, which used to be an enslaved woman to to a servant to a woman. So, you know, we had to flip it, change it around because we don't use that language anymore. It is that we are the mothers of mothers. And what is very interesting is doulas have always been here. Most of the times a doula was your aunt or your grandmother who would make stews for you and rub your belly and make sure that you were taken care of. And then beforehand, if you're from the islands, it was the midwife's assistant, usually a family member who would come in and a child or a younger person who would tend to you and tend to your needs. So as a doula, we are here as the mother of mothers and we are here to just, you know, help the whole birthing process and make sure that everyone is having their hands hold, making sure that I'm making a warm pot of tea for you or a stew for you, or also educating you on how to move through birth. What are the things and the traditions of birth? Because beforehand we've lost that. What, how we used to birth is we birthed at home. We birthed with our families. We birthed with the midwife. We birthed in cultural competent quarters. So now due to just how society is, We don't have that option to be able to birth with our grandmothers and our aunts anymore. Not the same that we used to and now have that education. So a doula is a resurgence of bringing that and holding space so that everyone can feel a part of the birthing process. And that's the history of this is that we are here to hold the space and to hold the hands of this. So like in the 1960s, there was a resurgence of doula work. And you would see now a lot of times you would see white women who are going into this work and doing this work and saying, hey, this is a new thing. And now you're seeing it that it's, we've been here and that we're standing spaces and why it's important to have Black doula. Black and brown doulas, we come into spaces that we don't just assist mothers through the process. We're there to advocate for them. We're there to be able to hold space in medical systems to make sure that they're being seen as people. 
So a lot of times due to, you know, and not necessarily all the fault of the, the providers themselves, education is taught that Black people, Black and Brown people feel pain differently, that we don't feel pain the same, and we're naturally loud. So therefore, a lot of times Black women are dying, you know, three to four times of their white counterparts. And due to that, Black doulas are standing in there saying, hey, we're here to work together. I need to make sure you see my client, not Black woman one, two, three, but this is my patient. We are here to work together to make sure that she has the best birthing experience as possible. And that's really important. Mm. So this is really a psychological aspect that you're pulling them through that, that time, that stressful time. Absolutely. So what a doula specializes in that we worry about the emotional, the physical mm. and the psychosocial and economic uh, components of this birth. So I'm looking at a family, I'm looking at a, a black mother who has four children already and she may have high blood pressure or be showing that she has high blood pressure during her pregnancy. My job is to look at her and say, okay, well, what is she doing? She's got four babies at home and she doesn't know. She's trying to make sure that there's dinner cooked. She's working 58 hours a week. Mm. And then we're in the medical system that I know is not seeing her as a person. Of course, her blood pressure is So it's about being able to say, hey, let's look at everything that's going on with her and saying, hey, mom, I know you're really stressed. Let's take this time to breathe together before we go into the doctor's office or to explain, hey, she's really afraid right now. Can we have a moment to take a breath so that we can get an actual look at what's going on with her? Because a lot of times what will happen is you'll go into the, you know, the medical system and it's like, oh, you're Black. You have high blood pressure. When no, she doesn't. She's had perfect blood pressure the whole time. It might be an emotional, psychosocial experience of happening that day. She might have seen a car crash before she got there, or she might have gotten some horrible news about something in her family. So now her blood pressure is spiked up. And she's afraid of being in a medical system that may not see her. So it's about giving life to that and also speaking to that into the family members saying, hey, this is important. Hey, you're important. Let's hold space. Let's talk about this. Let's deal with this. Let's breathe with this. Now let's go into this appointment. Let's mm. go into this birthing space. So it can help the person be centered and knowing that this is a safe space. There's no judgment. It's just love. And how do we educate you with these things? And let's look at the evidence-based information. What's really going on here? And how do we help? You know, if you're telling me that you're making sure that your children have eaten, but you're not eating, mm. that's going to make a difference on your care and what's going on with the health of your baby because now your body's in fight or flight. Fight or flight. Well, as a doula, we're here to branch that out. Say, hey, there's here's these resources. Let me nourish you. Let me feed into you and, and you're doing it mind, body, and soul so that you have a full person giving birth to another person in this world. And that's yeah. so important that we really like hone in on that because I feel like in our society and community, we've lost that. Or people don't realize the value that that's how you're supposed to be birthing. Mm-hmm. Many Black families and Black women have told me, no one has ever told them that they love them through this process. They didn't, wow. they didn't know what this looked like because all they knew about birth was fear, disrespect, and trauma. 
So all that's been passed down to them is pain and trauma. So having a doula standing in there saying, you know, that doesn't have to be your story. Right. We don't have to repeat that. Why don't we birth out of joy? And let's make a plan of how to birth out of joy and what that looks like. Hmm. Wow. That's deep stuff. So there was a time I remember also you had spoke about when a child is birthed through trauma, through um, the mother going through something emotional that it is passed on to the child. Could you elaborate on that for us, please? Absolutely. So that goes into what we call like maternal morbidity. Maternal morbidity is a trauma that is passed down from one child to the next, to the next, to the next through generationals of trauma. So say if your the mother was born through abuse, she was abused all through her pregnancy, and then she brought birth this baby. This baby's first initial meeting of life is through abuse. Same through during the birthing process. So during her birthing process, she wasn't heard. The doctor didn't treat her well. She ripped and tore. No one listened to her. And she had such a traumatic experience. That baby's first interaction with life is trauma. And that's powerful. How you walk into this life in your first moments of this life are the most meaningful times in your life. So instead of having a group of children born out of trauma and pain, having birth into joy and light, what type of difference is that going to make in their lives and in the mother's lives? So it has been scientifically proven that women, the last thought that they lose is the time that they gave birth to their children. They will remember that experience for the rest of their lives. So having been a doula, being able to hold space for that in their children, you're changing the dynamic of their lives and how they imprint on the rest of their lives. Is mm. that important? And then you're also imprinting that into their child. So they can say, hey, I was born with a doula. My mom had a great experience. She had a great growth story. It wasn't a horror story that's been passed down about how you ripped me, you tore me birth was super long and it was such an awful thing because now you automatically take on that pain and trauma like ow while getting me here was a horrible experience mm -hmm. and instead now you can say nothing had a beautiful experience and so then it changes the dynamic of how you birth you're like yeah I am supposed to birth like this I'm going to have a doula I had a midwife why because that was how I came into the world and it makes a difference. I'm a living proof of that. I was born with a midwife. And I was born with my grandmother on the right and my aunt on the left of my mother. And they helped bring me into this world. So what we went through was <clears throat> different than other people. The doctor was supposed to be there. It ended up being the midwife. So it was calm and it was respected. And I was being able to bring into the brought into the world the way that was best suited for me and it really changed the dynamic of my life because i thought everybody birthed like that it didn't occur to me that you didn't call the midwife it didn't occur to me to birth without someone close to be knowledgeable to be in my spaces with me because that's what was given to me hmm. wow so I'm going to put up a question by uh, Sorez, and he is literally in sync with me because I was thinking the same thing. With all that you pour out, what do you do to recharge yourself? Ooh, I love that. <laughs> That's a great question. You know, it's a lot. It is a lot doing this work because doing doula work is such hard work. So 
I work with advocates, chiropractor. I have worked with a massage therapist who does talk therapy. And I have to get body work done all the time. Um, I have to watch my diet. So I have to juice a lot. I have to re um, really in tune with my body and listen to my body. I have to make sure I get enough sleep, which is really hard to do. And um, this, this can take a lot of your body because it's so much heart give work. But I have to do a lot of check-in with myself um, and surround yourself with good people. And I, I, I am very thankful for my family. I couldn't mm. do the work without my family. I'm thankful for my spouse who will hold space for me and just like, okay, I'm gonna cook for you. It's time for you to soak your feet. It's time for you to, you know, sit sit at your altar, sit with your ancestors, check in with yourself and make sure, are you okay? Are you living authentically? Taking breaks. Mm -hmm. Going to the water, I gotta go to the beach, I'm done. I can't work today. And <laughs> I, I'm like, hey man, mental health, mental health today. I can't. And then also surrounding myself around people. Yes, trip to, to the sauna. Trips to the sauna. I do do that. And just re you know, rejuvenate, doing yoga. Mm -hmm. And also um, sitting with people who love me. Mm -hmm. That's a big one for me, sitting with people who love me and communicate and having a safe space to have conversations. I'm tired. No, I'm tapped out, and having other people help pour into my cup and me, me pouring into my cup. So, good question. So, Miss Sophia has a question. So, I hear the title midwife more than I hear doula. What's the difference? That is an amazing question, and I'm glad you brought that up. A midwife is has been here from the test of time. Midwives, especially in America birthed the nation, birthed the South, especially the South. Black midwives birthed the nation. A midwife works in the medical aspects of birth. So she is the one checking, doing cervical checks on you. She's dealing with the medical aspects of what we're doing, where's the baby sitting down, how to push the baby out, puts hands on the baby, who, you know, helps with the umbilical cord, who deals with all your medical stuff. So who's doing your labs, all your things, that's your midwife. Your doula is the person who helps you with the physical and the psychosocial and the emotional aspects. So even though both me and the midwife are going to hold your hand and love you up, the doula just to spend more time on that. The doula is who you're going to tap into after you left your midwifery appointment and say, hey, I just need to talk. Or if you're feeling overwhelmed, your doula is there to hold space for you. Your doula is there to um, teach you pain management of how to move through the birth by giving you a hip squeeze, rubbing your shoulders and teaching you different modalities to move your baby down and how to be able to deal with the discomforts of it. Your doula is the one who's coming to check on you. Your midwife comes to check on you, but on the medical aspect of it. I'm here for the social aspect of it. So I might be here to make you a warm pot of oxtail stew afterwards and to feed you and make sure that you've eaten. I'm gonna help you get out the shower. I'm gonna make sure that your partner and spouse is okay. I'm gonna check on the babies to make sure they're okay. That's my job as a doula. So we work hand in hand with the midwife, but we are not doing hand. We're not doing the physical medical pieces of it. And that's really important because um, in the day of social media, there's a lot of people who call themselves birth keepers or doulas who are like, oh yeah, I can deliver over your baby. That is not in our scope of practice. And especially with, um, and you'll see them putting out videos and 
stuff on social media. Look, I just caught my fifth baby. That is one illegal because mm. you are working as a midwife or a medical professional without licensure. And wow. if uh, you'll see people getting away with it, but hey, here's the deal for black and brown people, you go to jail much faster. And so I'm here to be like, hey, we don't do that. And respect the titlements of other things we do because when we are walking out of our spaces, that's when the waters get murky. That's where you'll find medical professionals not liking to have doulas in the spaces because they feel like you're not going to respect their roles. And as a doula and as a good doula, that's the difference. We are here to doula everybody in the room. I'm here to doula doctor. I'm here to doula the midwife. I'm here to doula the nurse. I want everyone to feel good, feel comfortable, and know that we're here for the same purpose. We're here to... Thank you. I love, you love. <laughs> I love it, Aisha. So I love that I have so many of my family members and my former clients on here to see that it's like, you know, that's what it's about. It's about loving you through this and right. holding space. And that's my job as the doula. But as your midwife, she's there to hold space for you, but in a medical aspect. And the thing that we both do is it's a different type of intimate care that they offer. Mm-hmm. Lots of you're in a hospital space, the doctor, they may love you. They're like, hey, how are you doing? Okay, I'm in, I'm out. That's it. <laughs> right. And you'd be like, wait. And you pay full price for that. Right. <laughs> I could pay $250 for like 10 minutes. You didn't even look at me. You just looked at my chart. Your yeah. midwife usually tends to know you. How are you doing? How's the baby doing? How, how How's Cletus doing at home? How are you eating? How are you sleeping? What's going on with you? Have you talked to your doula? Yes, it's the JJ's way. So the JJ way, I love that. Um, as I stated, I am a doula educator and mentor, and I work for Common Sense Childbirth Institute. Jenny Joseph is the only Black woman in the United States who has started her own midwifery school and educational program for doulas and midwives. And so the JJ's way is about really encompassing everybody and loving everybody and how you attack coming into these birthing spaces and how you educate and um, about like, hey, this is how we do this. This is how we come in that you're having everyone working their scope. The doula loving you up. Hey, you're 28 weeks. Do you know what to be looking for at 28 weeks? Do you know the thing? How are you feeling? How are you moving? And then the midwife can come in and say, okay, so I heard from the doula, you're going through this and this and this. Here are the medical recommendations for you. And we're talking about nutrition. We're talking mm-hmm. about how gone swimming have you you know worked your muscles out have you talked to your therapist on top of the medical aspect of it so that's how that works it all sequentially is going together Hmm. well i tell you you got people asking questions now we have sores have you ever gotten any pushback from medical professionals who feel as if doulas have no place in the delivery room absolutely Many a times I have gotten, when I first started out, I would have a doctor who will say, you can go sit in the corner. Do not touch my client, sit in the corner. I don't want to hear from you. And how do you show up in those spaces? And I looked at them and said, like, okay, so let me ask you this. I understand that you want a silent birth and that you're in charge right now. I completely understand that, but it's okay. Can I hold her hand and still hold space with her? And he kind of looked at me and was like, oh. He said, well, I know all you do is want to run this show. I said, this isn't my show to run. This is her show to run. I'm just here to help any way that I can. And a lot of times, 
you have to remember that the the thought process of what they think about a duelist like this is somebody with some patchouli some hairy armpits gonna come in here going rah 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 and tell me what i'm doing wrong (laughs) saying hey i'm here for the same reason you are to have a healthy happy birth and experience for her so she's not traumatized how do we work together and i say that hey i'm not here to ruffle any feathers i'm here to assist how do I assist you best? To be quiet in this stance here? That's fine. Can I just be here with my client? Hold her hand. Do you want me to lift this leg a certain kind of way? How do I assist you? Now you've mm-hmm. changed the game up. Right. Oh, you're you're helpful. As soon as a doctor comes in, they introduce themselves. I make sure to tell them who I am. Hello, my name is so-and-so. I, I'm Courtney West. I, I'm the owner of Three Gyms Birth Services. It's so nice to be here with you. I understand we're about to have this birth. She's very excited. This is what's going on with her. How may I help you? Right. Whoa. The pushback changes automatically because now that they see that there's respect all in the room. And how do you not get so much pushback from the doctors? You start it with the nurses. You come in, the nurses are hitting there. Nurses are beautiful. They territorial. I love it. As a nurse, I tell you, these are <laughs> people. Because it's your licensure on the line. And they're not trying to play no games with you. You bet not be touching my blood pressure stuff. You bet not be dealing with nothing. And you explain to them, hey, I'm here to help you. Hello, I'm Courtney. I'm three gents. I'm her doula. How may I assist you? I'm here for a birthing process. She wants to birth this way. Can we work together? Um, you know, she, she needs to get a blood pressure every 15 minutes. That's beautiful. Is it okay if I take her off? For five minutes, we can do some modalities and I put her back on and I have a timer right here. Are you comfortable with that? Then the the nurse is like, okay, you're here to help me? Yes, I'm here to make your job easier. What? They'll run to the uh, nurse's office. We got a live one in here. She ain't here. She flipping people in beds. She changing stuff. She washing her up. She making my life easy. She's going to tell her doctor that. So therefore, then we know you've set the tone and the mood in the room. So usually the lights are low. There's good music going. There's usually some flameless candles going. You got aromatherapy going. So the room feels good. It smells good. Mom's breathing through it. She may not want any pain medication. She's in the mode and she's calm. And her numbers look good. And everyone in the room is good. Then you've set the tone and then the doctors want to play. Why? Because now we're not dealing with fight or flight. They get to just enjoy the process. They get to just do the birth. Everyone just gets to do the birth. So that's how you deal with the pushback. (laughs) It's that pushback with education and love. Yes. Mm, The power of love in itself. Absolutely. So listen, um, uh, Brianna does have a question, but we'll be back, Brianna, to answer that question. I'm going to go ahead and do the blast artist for today. And... um, for those that don't know, uh, the network is Blast Music 247. What we do is we help independent musical artists as well as comedians and spoken word poets to get exposure. And one of those exposures is through the podcast. We like to showcase their music. So for today, we have an artist. His name is Elijah Rosario. And the name of the song is called Best of Me. Let's check it out. What's on your mind? 
tell it like it is Is there something in your heart wanting part in it? If that's the case, then girl, just say so Games, I ain't tryna play those Know you protective of your heart Know you healing from the scar Well, how about tonight we just put all our worries aside Take advantage of this moment Hold me tight, I'm talking cocky I've been seeing clearly lately Ain't no guarantee, just maybe One thing that I'm certain of I can't live without you, gosh, no Kiss me like the first time that we met Save you every time before myself Don't want nobody else Give you the best for me I know you ain't in a pain I just talking sexually You like the dance in the mirror You do it so precisely I feel like nothing else matters When you laying next to me When you laying next to me Give you the best for me I know you ain't in a pain I just talking sexually Desert of finer things, private jets, baguettes, and diamond rings. Summertime drop top money ain't a thing like what it seemed like. Kiss me like the first time that we met. Love me like we'll never love again. I'll save you every time before myself. Don't want nobody else. Give you the best for me. I know you ain't need a pen. I just talking sexually. Yes, indeed. That's our boy Elijah Rosario. And here we go, Sores. Blast is playing that baby making music while the doula is on. Hashtag Blast Logic. Listen, I was thinking <laughs> the same thing. I'm like, yes, I need this. I'm going to play this. I was like, oh, people getting pregnant. Y'all sending me money. Yes. Oh, dang. <laughs> yes. Listen, uh huh. That's a, what it is. Play this all the time. Every time you have me, I want baby making music. Okay. Got it. We, three we, gems. We always working. So hit we always like the baby making music over here, okay? I am not mad at that at all. So listen, <laughs> if you are an independent artist or a spoken word poet or even a up-and-coming comedian looking for some exposure, you can go to blastmusic247.com and register for free. But you know what? We need the fans. Those of y'all that love music, just like my man Elijah Rosario's song, 
Go to blastmusic247.com and register as a fan and have access to hundreds of amazing music. Blast changing the industry one artist at a time. All righty. I apologize for hearing the, the big dog in the background. We had to switch him. We have pest control here and he was there and yeah. <laughs> no, big. no big deal. No big deal. It's, it's, it's morning time. It's real life stuff. So we'll take that. Um, so I wanted to go back to Bree's question about laying hands and giving space in the journey. So I want to kind of get back a little bit into how I even came into birth work itself. Yes, mm -hmm. as I explained, you know, yes, I was born into this world, but my grandmother wanted to be a dual, wanted to be a midwife. Um, and she was out in Gainesville and school of midwifery wouldn't have her because she was black. So she was a nurse and had given to so many people. And I put hands on people forever about during her nursing journey. And so for me, it was a cultural thing that about what laying hands really meant on somebody. It's like to love someone that much for them, that you would pray for them, the whole right. space for them. And so as a dual, it's really important while you're taking care of someone and what laying hands really means. When you put hands on somebody during their birthing experience, you're dealing with fear, trauma, everything comes up in birth. So by laying hands on a person, you're centering them, saying that they're loved, they're seen, they're respected. It automatically calms themselves down and allows them to hear what you're really saying, even in their most frightening moments. As a doula, I am known for laying hands on people by just sitting sometimes, even when you're overwhelmed and stressed. And I've learned this process from actually my grandmother about putting hands in the middle of someone's chest and just pushing down and telling you to breathe, mm. be in the moment. Mm. And in my personal life, when I first started out, as I started, I did my first 27 births. And what my grandmother did when she was living, she wanted to put hands on all these babies. So mm. she would to, when I had a um, space that it was brick and mortar, she'd come in and she wanted to see the babies or they would drive by her house and she wanted to see these babies and prayer over these babies or mm -hmm. hold these babies and put hands on them. And if she couldn't physically put hands on them, she would put hands on me to then put hands on them and to put those hands on those mothers and just tell them how loved they are and the journeys that they're going to guide through life through, you know. You know, just whatever your religious belief is, creator, God, whoever, your Allah, there is a journey for you. And it's about reminding people what their journey is and why their journey is so important. So laying hands on someone is just like, I love you. You did such an amazing job. Thank you for giving your time and your presence of giving birth. What you give, you just brought someone through the world. You are forever changed the world because you left a part of yourself in it. Mm. That's what laying hands really is. And in the black and brown community, the most loving thing you can do is have someone lay hands on you to pray for you, to love right. you. Because what you're really doing is transferring all your love that has been passed down through you from generation and through generation into that person. So yeah. just like we push down, you know, maternal morbidity of trauma, laying hands is turning that maternal beauty through the next generation. And so that's when you're doing birth work, why laying hands is so important, understanding what that really means. Yes. As Carla says, yes, the laying of hands after bringing in life, indeed. Yeah. You know, this is one of the reasons why, Courtney, I had saw you more than just a doula, because 
there's a lot of things people need to know why we do what we do, but even more so how we can have an escape from it. Because mm-hmm. I agree with you, more men need to get over the homophobic and learn to lay of hands on other men to encourage the youth. You can do this. Mm-hmm. You are special. You're not a mistake. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there needs to be more of that. Absolutely. And having safe spaces to do that. So we have to keep in mind the traumas that have been passed down. Black men have been put into spaces that you can't show vulnerability. You can't right. show love because that makes you weak or it makes you not worthwhile. And that we're relearning those thought processes that men therefore can lay hands on each other, but also their spouses. Like I encourage that. Like I always explain to the fathers, I might be the best duel in the world, but I didn't make this baby. You did. You laid hands. You loved her through that moment, even in that moment, to bring this baby in here. So it is time for you to lay hands on them. And then now you can lay hands on your son and your daughter because now you're instincting all the love you have. And then I encourage groups of men to come together. And I, I actually had the pleasure at the end of July to f- teach my first male doula. Nice. And it was so empowerful to have that. And he had his stuff. He was like, yo, I'm a little uncomfortable. How am I going to teach another man how to do this? I said, because you're going to do it out of love and right. you're going to understand it's like bigger than me. You got to move through those, those homophobic thoughts that have been put onto us that aren't even really real and say, you know, this makes me more of a man because I'm showing you how to help bring life into the world because I matter. And I feel like that's the part that we missed out. Like with black men, especially a lot of people, I saw it in the pandemic, women who cried because they were carrying sons Mm. as they were afraid that their sons were never going to get a chance at life. And what comes with being a black man, being born into the world of so many things are stacked up against you. So Mm -hmm. you that laying the hands of men. We need that understanding of you are supported. You are not out here by yourself. Right. Even though society has placed it out there that black men are on the island alone. No, you need to come together. And as a doula, that's what your job is. It's like, come on, uh-uh. Who's your men's circle? I don't have none. Well, you got to have some today. And finding mm-hmm. those resources of this is a men's group that is safe. Where you're around other men to empower each other. And seeing mm-hmm. what that looks like. So I see a question here. Has being a nurse helped you more in your role as a doula? And does it bring confusion or difficulties when opening up my doula role? So I feel like me being a nurse has helped me a lot as being a doula, especially being a black doula. Reason I say that, because I feel like people hear me more. Mm. Not because I announce that I'm a nurse. It's the way I move in things. That nurses will start finally asking, so where do you work? What do you mean, where do I work? How do you want to do all this so well? And how can you make a, per- a bed with a person in it? How can you do these? So I say what I use is my skill set of things as in giving competent patient care. Mm -hmm. I use in my doula factor, but me being a nurse, it can get in the beginning was difficult because you see a nurse doing unkind care and unethical care. Originally, my reaction was to come at you as a nurse toe to toe, like, yo, you know you wrong. This is this and this and this and this and that, and reading you. Right. I had to remember, I'm not in a nursing space right now. I'm in a doula space. And if I come in that way, I'm doing harm. So right. I had to back up and say, hey, 
Last questions. So I understand you're titrating down this medication, but so what level are we doing it and how far are you going down? I know you said it, even if they didn't say it. I know you said it, but I think I missed it and I think the patient missed it. Can you elaborate more for me? So it's about what, now what you say is how you say it. And to remember that I am in two different scopes right now. Mm-hmm. But how to meld the two of saying, I see you. You see that I see. You may know I know the knowledge base that you know. So it kind of gives a different kind of accountability to it. However, I don't press the fact that I'm a nurse because I'm not here to do your nursing job. I'm here to respect your space as a nurse. And mm-hmm. I'm here to respect my space as a doula. Hmm. <laughs> Ooh, that's what's up. So I was going to ask kind of part of this question. Being a doula is not the type of job someone's going to get for a paycheck. You literally have to have something within you. So what are the qualifications to becoming a doula? So I, I want to be very clear about this. So this is definitely hard work. Being a doula is hard work. You are doing this from your heart and doing this. You can make good money as a doula, but it's really it's really hard work because of the amount of hours and time. You can decide that you want to work with someone and it's in your heart to be a doula and just do the work. You can. But then there's the case of doing certification. I believe in doing certifications because when you're certifying, you get to learn what exactly is in your scope of practice and what is not. Most of the time with certification, you choose to take a course. The courses that are out there, Common Sense Childbirth Institute, that's what I work for. There's Dona. There's a lot of different ones. And so you kind of decide what type of doula you want to do. So if you want a culturally competent, you may take a Common Sense course. And that course, you're going to be doing, um, you pay for the course. You may do 14 modules of online <clears throat> then do a three-day in-person course. After that, then you have to do a certain amount of births, three to five births, that you're working with the family and documenting what you're doing. There's series of books that you read. So there's education that goes into this. And then all of that is submitted. We look; They look over your items, make sure that you have gone through all the processes that are needed. So therefore, then you become certified. And with certification, it's a check and balance of, hey, this is your role as a doula. These are the things that we can do and that we're helping. So it not only is it working about doula, but it also teaches you lactation. And it teaches you that you might need to talk into childbirth education as well. So by doing it this way, you're getting a full understanding about what is birthing and the education of birth so you can fully give it to somewhere else. (laughs) Brianna said working in the healthcare is not for the weak, baby. Oh, no. Like, listen, you got to be built a certain kind of way to be doing this work. Okay? <laughs> like, because it's not, it's not for the week. You have to be able to have a real big backbone, but you have to be compassionate at the same time. But be hard nosed. <clears throat> there are some times that you have to be like, hey, listen, I done tried to love you through it. I'm talking to you through it. So now you're going to have to taste, touch some of this tough love to make mm-hmm. sure that you're keeping your clients safe. And when you're working with black and brown people, especially, there's a portion of it that we have to do it a little differently. We have to show up differently and say, hey, mm-hmm. you can't harm this way. You can't treat this person this way. You're working out of your implicit biases right now. And now it's becoming dangerous. And we've tried talking to you. But let's go ahead and call in the, you know, I need you to bring in the D-O-N because now it is not safe for everybody. Okay, you're not catching it. You know what? Medicine is higher on fire. We're firing you. Who else we got? Sometimes you have to 
stand in and be nose to nose in that. And you have to be good and be very solid in yourself and your knowledge base. And so that's what great parts about coming with certification because you have evidence from the evidence-based information to be like, this is what's right and this is what's wrong. Not based off of my opinion, but based off of facts. There it is. Everybody, if you are enjoying Courtney's podcast, please take the time to subscribe to the Blast Music 247 channel so that you won't miss any more podcasts of hers. Please like, and we thank you for all the comments that you've given. So Sophia says, do you have classes for young women to learn about or get educated on birthing process? I have three daughters and I definitely want them to have this type of education. I absolutely do. So with three gems, not only do I focus on doing the births and I, as a full spectrum, is like, I'm about the education period. So you could book me for a class and when I do them virtually or I do them in person that we talk about, what is the birthing process? What does this look like for childbirth education? But specifically, what does that look like for black birthing people, black women? How do we show up? How do we nurture? How do we care? And I love to do it with families. So it was like, what role do we all play in it? Because a lot of times we don't talk about our birthing journey because no one's been there to do it. We facilitate those conversations. And so that everyone has an understanding about how to come up in this birth. How, what, what are the needs of the family members? I love to do with moms and daughters. Because mom might've been out there struggling by herself and had these babies by herself and was in fear. And then you want your mom to support you. Well, all she knows is fear. Right. And so her thing is, don't do it. Do what the doctor says. Why? Because that's what was given to her. So being able to have these conversations and work through the fears and also even her traumas, now she can show up better for you. So I do. I book these classes. I love doing <clears throat> classes and doing them in the families and just doing them overall to say, hey, these are your options. Hey, you can do it this way. And having more fulfilled, empowered birthing experiences. Mm. Awesome, awesome. So um, I was I was thinking from everything I've been hearing, when you have the situation of a stillbirth and you having to be there, oof, that I mean, even me, that that feels tough. How much more challenging is that for a doula to have to be with someone with the grieving of a loss? It's devastating. It's devastating. Mm -hmm. But you have to remember that you're holding space for the whole process. And so in those moments, it's about remembering what ways we can still do it. So that's working with the medical field. It's like, hey, can we have a warm blanket? Or can you fill up some warm um, gloves? And we put it under the baby so the baby still feels warm. Let mm -hmm. them be able to hold their baby. Have their moments for them. Hold that space for them. Let them take pictures with their baby. Let them have that space and understanding what they're going to need after for that grieving process and being able to be that resource and just being there. That's mm. the most important thing that you can do. And that's what like being a full spectrum doula is or being a doula period is like you have to be able to hold space in the most difficult moments but hold your own composure. That bring yourself into it. But to be there in those spaces, it's like how do we problem solve right now? How do we let them have the most fulfilling moments that they can have right now so that they can have a full spectrum of time with their babies let them hold them until this baby is warm and keep this baby warm as long as they possible make sure that they're dressing that this baby has been held with nothing but loving and to mm. give that family that and that it doesn't end mm. the mother's body still thinks she's pregnant 
you how she's going to be able to express this milk and deal with her postpartum and making sure that she has the right resources that are available a lot of hospitals offer grief counseling afterwards but it may not be under a cultural competent spectrum you have a, a, um, a therapist who can speak to that. And I have, there's like Dr. Z who I, when I did this beforehand, this is who I went through. It's like, hey, we have this problem. We need to make sure someone else is there and it's culturally competent and it's relevant. You may cook for her differently and make sure she's there and you give that extra piece of love and holding those spaces. They may ask you, can you be there with them to hold their hand while they're doing funeral arrangements? There's a lot more to it. Wow. So it's right. important to understand it's not about just the joys of the group, but also the woes of what happens when it doesn't happen the way you do. And how do you love them through that and hold space for that? Yes. So, Sophia, I also asked, do you also partner with professionals, which you just spoke on, in the behavioral field? I know that it can be difficult mentally challenged process. Absolutely. I encourage it. I have certain... Um, therapists that I work with all the time. I have chiropractors that I work with, acupuncturists that I work with because I believe in giving wraparound care and people don't know that that's what you're supposed to have and that's what you deserve to have. So yes, I am definitely a big advocate of working with different medical professionals. On this podcast, we'll actually be having people. I'll be calling in herbalists that I love, chiropractors I love, acupuncturists I love, mental health therapists that I really enjoy, lactation therapists I love, midwives that I love because you need to know that they're there. And also mm -hmm. places for Black men to go to safe spaces. Yes. I will be having people like that because you need to know where to touch into these people. And it can't, it's just not me. It's not, you don't just need the doula. We need to go back to community. The community is raising this baby. The community right. is working on this parent, on this birthing person. So why not get the community out there to assist with all of this? So I'm a big component into that. So yes, absolutely working with other people. Uh, Carlos says, I definitely feel doulas are needed in the event of death at birth. Absolutely. There is actually a type of doula. There's so many different types of doulas and a death doula are so important. And they work, especially in that space. As a full spectrum doula and as a doula period, um, you're working in death. I work as a full spectrum means that I do from death to abortion to birth to postpartum. Mm. And so for myself, when you're going through a death, it's not just the grievance, the death of the death of this baby, it's the death of the dream. Mm. It's a death of reality. It's a death of everything that you've put forth and that you have put in and poured into this moment of doing the work to getting that baby here and to hold space for that. It is so imperative because a lot of times the mother may feel like a failure. Mm. I failed. You mm. didn't fail. The baby didn't fail. The situation came to be what it is and how do we move through it? And because a lot of times the medical system won't forget to look at the patient. They want to know what happened. Is that the other and not paying attention to the grievance of what is happening in that and the doula is there to hold that space for that person, hold their hand, cry with them, hug them, shower them, making sure that they are there to go through all the things. Mm -hmm. And that's really important that there's always there. There is doulas that sometimes tap in just because there's a death happening and they'll come and just be in those spaces. Okay. Um shout out to Sol Rez. This is the producer that made the theme music as well. He says, what type of music therapy, if any, do you use to establish the proper environment 
styles, types, etc. Oh, I love this question. So when it comes to a person, when I'm working with a client, I actually have them pick out their music. I say, I want you to make a music playlist of the streaming of your relationship with your partner. So you've been mm. together for 10 years. I want to know from your first date, from your first talk, oh, does she love to you? From your first kiss, from your wedding, to your anniversary, to the joy of when you found out you had your baby, to now. Because what I notice a lot of times when you play that playlist about two or three times, that baby comes out because now they know who they're bo getting born into. Mm. This is my family. This is my person. This is that's awesome. <laughs> so I feel like music is so connected into that. Um, when I do music playlists and therapies for people, you know, in the beginning parts of labor, early stages of labor, you still need to be doing something. You need to have an upbeat, twerk it out, dance, laugh, jump. But when it gets into more active labor, it's about really calm, cool, relaxing music. You know, I'm an Afrobeats girl. So that's my, my 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 safe space. I hit my NDREs. I sit, hit my flowetry. I hit those really cooling, calming melodies because you're trying to focus. Mm -hmm. you're trying to go into a deeper space where you are. You know, I have my own place when I list. When I'm getting ready to do work or do speaking engagements like this, I'm listening to Tim's. I'm listening to Burner Boy. I'm trying to get my mind right of like, okay, I'm, I'm in it. I can do it. I'm doing this. Okay. And <laughs> that, you know, um, Moon Fresh, you know, I'm like in that, let me talk about my ancestral or where I come from, what this is about, where's the beginnings. And so that's how the therapy I use for myself as a doula, but also mm. I, I always push music in the process. Music can change up the whole moment. I've had my favorite, one of my favorite births, that baby was born to salt and pepper push it. And because of that music choice they put on, not only was the nurse dancing, the doctor was dancing, their parents in the background like, push it. And there's pictures of it. I, it's the first time I ever had a mother laugh her way, laugh her baby out. She That's what I'm talking about. And laughed that baby out. And when I say that boy, Junior is the happiest baby I've ever met. I He's bet. always laughing. He's always dancing because that was what was imprinted on him. Nothing that is amazing. So music is everything. So that's, I mean, that's a specialty right there about how do you want to birth this baby and bring it into this life? Pick the, it bases it off the music you bring it in. Mm. <laughs> so Ms. Lena asked, what Harlem hospital did that happen in? <laughs> Listen, that was baby side. Shout out to Bayfront Baby Place. Okay, honey. We're out here in Southside St. Pete. We is about that life. And that it was so much fun. And like these are like the whitest of white doctors, everything. And shout out to them because they were like, they all stopped and we were like, they heard the beat. They're like, boom, boom, boom. and they all like, wait, I know this. <laughs> are we doing this? Oh, yeah, we doing this. And we're like, yo, no, let's do this. We're gonna rock with this because she wanted to laugh because she got scared. And he's mm -hmm. like, I said, what do you want to do? She's like, I turned to her husband. I said, what to do? He's like, I'm gonna make her laugh this baby. I said, bet, let's go. And hit it. And it just everyone, the whole energy in the room shifted. Everyone's laughing, having fun. And she did that. And so it's about as a doula and doing this work, it's like you can make a beautiful birth experience anywhere. Mm -hmm. You bring you into the room. It's not about walking to the hospital. I'm bringing myself, my personality, and how I want to birth into that room. You control what it looks like. 
And that's and that's what we do. And that's what I do is make those birth experiences no matter where we at. We can be a hospital in Harlem. We could be out in Puerto Rico. We could be in your house. We could be in a birth center out in Hawaii. It's your experience. And we're going to make your experience no matter where you're at. That's awesome. That brought a tear to my eye. I straight up like that. Uh, we're going to have the last question from Brianna. What are the benefits of placenta encapsulation? Oh, y'all leave that to the end. All right. So placenta encapsulation is the process of when you are taking your placenta, we take the placenta home, we dehydrate it, and we're making it to a capsule. So evidence basis stated that placenta encapsulation is like more like replacing iron into your body. That is like, you feel like you can, it's like the same of eating steak. However, in midwifery care and birth care, what they feel they're doing is because after you have the baby, your um your estrogen, all your levels just drop dramatically because now you don't have the pregnancy hormones. So by eating and consuming your placenta in this way, what it helps to do is like make your hormones more level out. So that when your milk comes in, instead of having that extra drop of hormones, again, you have something to assist you in. Some people say that it helps their milk supply come in and also helps them not get postpartum because instead of taking synthetic hormones, you're using the own hormones from your body. Mm -hmm. Got it. So first and foremost, Miss Courtney, how do you feel after your first podcast? I am so excited that I did this and that I'm able to be in this space to have these types of conversations and um, mm -hmm. to keep doing it. And just to really remind people of these three simple things. And I will probably always leave off on this. You are loved, you're encouraged, and you're empowered. And when you leave here, I want you to feel like your cup is now full and that you left with feeling more full than when you got here. So that's the whole piece for me is like every time you come in, come in with your cup. I don't care. Everyone has bad days. You can be crying, come in your pajamas, come at your most vulnerable and know that when you leave, your cup is going to be full. And you else to be like, you know what? I can do this. I got another week in me and that you can tap in until next Saturday and say, okay, so how are you going to fit my cup today? And each time going to be a little different. It will always be about something that is loving and soulful in a different way. And again, sometimes it's going to be about birth. Sometimes it's going to be about sex. Sometimes it's going to be about emotional intimacies. And sometimes it's going to be about how to fill my cup, period. And what does that look like? And debunking stereotypes. Because even though this is a safe space for Black people, I want this to be a safe space that other people can come in and say, wow. I learned something I didn't before. Wow. Maybe I can come to somebody differently and look at a different group differently and I can check my own implicit biases because now I can learn to fill my cup too. <laughs> so Courtney, uh, leave your social so people can find you and we'll have all that set up next week. This, I tell you, your podcast came quick, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> So to find me, um, if you're looking for me, it's three as the number three gems, birth services. If you want to find me on at my website, www.3gymbirthservices.com. On Facebook, it is the number, it's letter three gems birth services on there. On IG, it is three gems birth services. And uh, with the number three, if you look me up on on there as well, if you want to find me personally, it's Courtney West 727. And that's where I show really my life and who I am. I'm like, I literally am this person. I eat this, read this, read this. I am a doula all the time, every day, all day, black life powers and community love and taking care of babies and putting 
on hips. This, you'll see that. That's just really who I am and how I move. And if you want to reach me, you want to book me, this is how you find me. And I'm always here for opening ear. New doulas reach out to me. I love mentoring. So I'm here if you need me. Awesome stuff. Well, everybody, thank you for tuning in and the comments were amazing. Thank you, everybody. Please, again, subscribe to the channel. Also, leave us some likes. That's going to help with the YouTube algorithm because we want to be around this, this joint for a long time to give all this amazing content. Program next Saturday, 10 a.m. Miss Courtney will be here. She may have a guest. She may not. But either which way, the show will go on. So we thank you. Have a wonderful weekend. Be safe. And always remember to be kind. All right. You guys take care. Bless. See ya.